Welcome to the second episode of Red's Room Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Red. This is me, Jake. I will be here again, like always, man. I'm excited to get into our second episode here. We are uh, delving into Operation Paperclip. Y'all have probably heard about it before. Absolutely. Um, To give you a little backstory on what Operation Paperclip is, in case you haven't heard of it, a brief little explanation. Um, After World War II, uh, when it was coming to an end, U.S. intelligence uh, started this program, and during the course of it, it brought more than 1,600 German scientists, engineers, and technicians from Nazi Germany uh, that the Nazis were using to uh, develop all their weapons and technology for the war, the U.S. was like, hey, we want this. So they took all of these important people and they brought them over to the United States between 45 and 1959, and this was called uh, Operation Paperclip. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's very, very weird how, like, we'll get into this, but a lot of these g- scientists, engineers, etc., they were real Nazis, like straight up real Nazis. And yeah, some of them were pretty terrible yeah. people. Maybe some of them weren't so bad, but some of them, yeah, it's pretty surprising how terrible they were, and they just kind of whitewashed that history and uh we're like hey these guys can help us so yeah we'll get into the reason why but uh it's freaking weird yeah so operation paperclip gets its name uh from they would take the dossier of the really troubled cases and they would paperclip it onto their file and that's how it gets its name yeah uh it was initially known as Operation Overcast. That's right. And it eventually got renamed via the reason why he just said. Yeah, real creative naming there. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't have very... wasn't a high IQ name, that's for sure. Right, yeah, not not a lot to think of there. Um, Let's go into a little backstory on it. So, uh, just going to read a little bit of this, how it happened. So, in March 1945 at Bonn University, a Polish laboratory technician, uh, he found pieces of what was called the Ozenberg list uh, in a toilet. So somebody tried to destroy and just flush this list of scientists and did a terrible job. Yeah, that's a that's a funny way to get started here. Yeah, and maybe you know maybe there was some other things they flushed that never got found. Yeah, that's. You know, maybe we'll have to de- dive into that someday. I doubt there's any information around it, but it's weird to think about. Yeah, who knows what was lost in that toilet in that Polish <laughs> laboratory. Um, so anyways, uh, he finds this, the Ozenberg list, um, and it was it somehow reached MI6. That's the British intelligence. Um, and they sent it over to the U.S. So... The U.S. Army Major Robert B. Staver, then, what is he? He's the Chief of Jet Propulsion um, of the Research and Intelligence Branch of the United States Army at the time. Uh, He gets this list, and he takes the Ozenberg list to compile uh, a list of German scientists 
uh, that he wants to capture and interrogate. Uh, so this is definitely planting the seed right here. Yeah, this is how it all starts. Uh, he they get uh, intelligence gets this list. Uh, you know they give it to this major, and then from the list he's gonna go to these top guys, and he just wants to interrogate them. Uh, they're just looking for information at this point. Mm-hmm. At this point, uh, and at this point, they're just looking for information. But right, and there is at the top of his list, he's looking for Warner von Braun. That's the number one guy that he is looking for. Um, if you don't know, Warner von Braun invented the V two rocket for the Germans, that uh, gave them a huge technological advantage during the war. Yeah. Uh, anyone who's played Call of Duty knows what the V2 rocket is. It's pretty badass. Right. <laughs> but, and I don't want to do any correction or anything, but I believe he didn't, I guess he wasn't the main guy, but one of the main guys on the V2 rocket, because I uncovered that Rudolph was the main developer, and oh, Von oh. Braun co-developed. No, I'm saying he was the main guy on um, the Majors list. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, but he was not the main guy on the rocket. That's gotcha. true. Yeah, That's yeah. That's true. So let's go a little deeper here. So uh, Major Staver, um, isn't he's going to continue on here. And on May 22nd, 1945, um, he transmits to the U.S. Department of War Colonel Joel Holmes a telegram urging the evacuation of German scientists and their families. So his intention here has kind of changed. At first he just wanted information, and now he sends this telegraph um, saying to evacuate these scientists and their families, and he says because, quote, they're important for the Pacific War effort. Definitely a red flag. Definitely a red flag right there. (laughs) Well, yeah. So... Everything about this operation totally has changed at this point. We've gone from just interrogating, just getting information to now we're like, we got to get these guys out of here. Yeah. And especially considering their background, we all know Nazi Germany. Very questioning. Yes. Yes. And a lot about, a lot is said in his wording there, importance for the Pacific war effort. The war's ended, but they seem to think that, or the war is about to end, but they think these guys are really important for that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a lot into the mentality of the military-industrial yeah. complex. They're already thinking about the next war, and we'll get more into that later. Yeah, yeah definitely future-facing there, like, literally. Right. So, this has a lot to do with that the U.S., they had no idea that Hitler had created a whole arsenal of nerve agents. And when he found this out and finds these scientists who are making this, they didn't know Hitler. He was working on a bubonic plague weapon. They're like, we got to get these scientists over here. We need this. Yeah, I don't want to simplify it for dummies, but Hitler had some nerds with him that were freaking smart. That's how I would say it right there. Smart and evil yes yes (laughs) yeah yes so this is the beginnings of paperclip 
you know they're going to take these scientists and bring them over and the pentagon realizes the potential for these guys and they're like you know what we need these scientists working for us yeah and you know you could make your own opinion on it i would say it's not morally correct but it, it we can understand why you can definitely understand what the goal is out of this so far yeah you can definitely understand and get behind their mindset yes um they're like yeah these guys are evil but we need to kill people yeah. too yeah they're smart so as fuck. Like, yeah we want these advanced weapons these advanced minds who made these weapons for ourselves mm-hmm. yeah this has to do at the time uh the president harry truman he initially you know or officially he forbids the agency from recruiting Nazi members or Nazi supporters. I don't know if that's like, to me, that's just like what he's trying to officially say yeah. on record. Yeah. Because there's no way that you can, in your right mind, think that they're you're going yeah. to recruit these scientists and they're not going to be Nazis or Nazi supporters, they're right? They're coming from Nazi Germany. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure a lot of them have the story of that they were doing it because they had to. Yeah, or they didn't know the full picture. or Right, but even, um, even Einstein, he said they could have just left. Yeah, that's definitely like a... It sounds a little PR to me, that statement. It definitely does. It sounds like he's just trying to not take blame here. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, the CIA just totally bypasses what he says and recruits nazis yeah and that that could be a whole nother episode in itself about the cia but enough about that i guess right and this is early this is the beginning of the cia so Mm -hmm. right off the bat in the beginning the cia they're gonna start by recruiting nazis that's a hell of a way to start pretty (laughs) interesting fact right (laughs) so let's get into a little more of the mindset here yeah where's the motive the, the huge motive here is that everybody is worried about the next war. You know, and I, I, it kind of understandably so. Like, I get that. Right. So, like, World War I happened, and it wasn't called World War I, right? It was called the Great War. So everyone thought when World War I ended that it was the war to end all wars. And then World War II comes. And then World War II comes. And the Nazis come. Yeah. So now everyone is super paranoid about the next war. And what do they think the next war is? They think it's the Russians. Understandably so. A.K.A. the Soviets. Yes, the Soviets. So, I mean, they were the only power at that time that could um, threaten the U.S. So it makes sense. Yeah, they have. They had definitely have the numbers. Definitely had been opposed to them before. Uh-huh. Yeah, so makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So th- that has to do with a lot of the justification of what they did when they're yeah. taking these Nazi scientists over. Yeah, and they're ignoring their history. They're ignoring their atrocious war crimes and crimes against humanity. They're ignoring them because they think we need these minds to help us stay ahead of the Russians. Yeah, like looking 
they're they're looking past everything, all of the history, just just as a big f u to Russia. We need to get ahead. We need right. you know we need this. We need to you know pretty self explanatory. I would say. Yeah, and I'd say like a step further. Not only ignoring it, but they're they're helping bury it. Yeah, they're whitewashing their yeah. history. So even to this day, it's hard for people to find. Um, information yeah. on the war crimes that these guys have committed Dude, because even, they destroyed so much evidence. Even like the huge names, it's yes, it's it's freaking weird, dude. Yeah, it's it's um it's astounding. Yes, good word. So we're kind of got a little backstory here. We got some understanding here. So let's talk about a little bit of what this produced, which we are going to go into NASA. Everyone's heard of NASA. Yes. So uh, let me just read a little first. So one of the most well-known recruits was Werner von Braun. If you remember, this was the head of the majors list. So Werner von Braun, the technical director at the, uh, excuse me if I butcher this, the... Pinumund Academy Research Center in Germany. He was instrumental in developing the lethal V2 rocket that devastated England during the war. If you remember, England was subject to a lot of bombings, mm-hmm. and a lot of that was the V2 rocket. War, uh, Von Braun and other rocket scientists were brought to Fort Bliss, Texas, in White Sands Proving Grounds, New Mexico, as War Department Special Employees to assist the U.S. Army with rocket experimentation. Von Braun later became director of NASA's Marshall Space Flight Center and the chief architect of the Saturn V launch vehicle, which eventually propelled two dozen American astronauts to the moon. So this is how we get to the moon right here. This is exactly... Yeah. We got to the moon with Nazi rockets. Yeah, it's... I mean, they were smart. I mean, we got to be objective here. I mean, let alone, I mean, pushing aside that the Nazis were terrible people, I mean, he was a smart guy. Very they, smart guy. They had very smart scientists behind them. Yeah. So... I um, mean, he got freaking Saturn... Five, <laughs> like he, he got it. It's so weird. The only way we got to the moon was because of Nazis. Yes, there might as well have been a swastika <laughs> on the space shuttle. Yeah, damn near. Yeah, but to all of America at the time, that was so American. Like, no one knew. Yeah, no one. I mean, it was beating the. We were beating the Russians. Like it was so patriotic. Uh, patriotic, but I like the way you say that. Yeah, we were beating the Russians, and then yeah. they were beating the drum. <laughs> To support America, yeah, um, it was it was crazy. They were we were celebrating America, but it was really Nazi technology that got yeah. us there. It, it you know hindsight's twenty twenty, but shit, man, it's a it's definitely a weird way to say it, but it's kind of true, right? And von Braun's history has been somewhat of a subject of de- debate amongst people. But if you research it now, so like at the time it was more debatable, but these days there's been more things that have come to light. You find that he, was, he wasn't he was just a Nazi. He yeah. wasn't just a scientist 
who was coerced into working for Hitler because he feared for his life and he somehow didn't didn't uh, you know flee the country in time and just got trapped. No, That's no, not what happened. No, he was a Nazi. He was not just a Nazi, but he was an SS Nazi. As as I would say, a a top tier. He was a top tier Nazi. Yeah, he would actually go out to the concentration camps and hand pick slaves, Jews, that would then become slaves in his factory, and they would work them to death. And that's just pretty disgusting. Like he he would hang them. Oh yeah, he would he would hang the like the slowest Jew at some points, like just disgusting like yeah pretty sick yeah like so like the slowest workers they would hang them in front of everyone else for the other workers to see to know that hey we got to work faster or we're gonna get hung yeah that's what happens yeah like this is the guy yeah and this is this is warner von braun the, the the guy who got us to the moon this is him right here yeah so not only that but he's applauded so let me read you this uh the so his obituary in the New York Times lauded him for inventing the ear thermometer. Uh, entirely leaves out his story on on the the prisoner, the concentration camps, and just thanks him for getting us to the moon, basically. So in his obituary, it was all praise and pretty much all pra- another whitewashing. Yeah, it's yeah great journalism by the New York Times there. Yeah. <laughs> How times have changed, right? Uh, <laughs> right. I, moral of the story, I would say he's a piece of shit. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Basically. So let's get into a little more about uh, Warner Von Braun's associates. Um, let's talk about dueling scars. This is a weird one here. Um, yeah. So for the really hardcore Nazis, you could easily identify them by scars they had on their faces uh which they called dueling scars it was like a badge of honor for the nazis um let's see it started as early as 1825 uh that they would do this uh they were also referred to as menser scars smite uh schmite or some other german word i can't pronounce um they, i'll co-sign that yeah, they became popular amongst upper-class Austrians and Germans um, involved in ap- academic fencing. So these are the really rich people. They yeah. can fence. And during fencing, um, they would purposefully... Would they take the tips off of the swords? I'm assuming, yes. Yeah. You, you'd have to, right? Yeah. And they would scar the other person's face preferably their cheek. I don't see how anyone didn't get their eye yeah. taken out. So that's what I kind of figured is that like it had to have kind of been like, Hey, like in, at least in some circumstances, like, Hey, just give me a nice little cut. I'll give you a little cut back. Yeah. We, look, like we look dope. Like <laughs> some of them had to be planned. Right. And also to go on with that, not only would they get big scars on their, like you said, namely the left cheek, right yeah well yeah. if the other person's right-handed yeah they're you, gonna hit your left yeah, cheek usually be your left cheek they would pack the wound with horse hair to make the wound more definable and just 
yeah, like pretty pronounced. gnarly. Yeah, yeah, very gnarly. If if you have some time, just Google uh, dueling scar, Nazi dueling scar, and you'll you'll see some pretty gnarly looking guys. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, we don't. Um, I don't always have time to say all of our sources. I do. We we list them all. But this source specifically comes from Annie Jacobson. We got to thank her for this information. Mm -hmm. Um, She points it out in her book about Operation Paperclip. A great book if you want to find out super detailed information. She is very thorough. Yeah, she's a smart woman. Yeah. And she points this out about their dueling scars. But she also points out about Kurt Heinrich Debus. Um very interesting so he was also a rocket engineer like von braun worked for von braun developing the v2 rockets over in germany but he also comes over to nasa and works for von braun and nasa another director of nasa and he has in his pictures he has this huge dueling scar on the left side of his face that you can see in any picture of him you can see it in these nasa pictures of him it's so funny to look back like these these people. It's like, how did you not know? It's super obvious, yeah. right? Um, so, yeah. So, we got this Nazi over here in NASA and all these pictures of NASA um, with this huge dueling scar that he killed all these Jews. And yet, he's just praised as this great scientist who helps NASA. Uh, yeah. The New York Times actually gave him, when he died... A super whitewashed obituary just thanking him for helping us get to the moon yeah i mean he was a he was a smart guy i believe uh i saw in different websites of him he was uh, known as the father of space travel did you see that no i didn't but that yeah. makes sense um yeah i did find this after more than two decades of service and leadership in nasa there was four nazi members from paperclip who were awarded the nazi uh distinguished service medal in 1969 um kurt debus he was one of them who we just talked about um another nazi uh eberhard reese then arthur rudolph and werner von braun you know, just just some weird weird guys. I, I referenced Arthur Rudolph a little earlier because uh, he was the main guy who helped make the V two rocket. He was he was the lead of development while Werner von Braun co developed it. And uh, we'll get into a little bit little bit more about him later when we talk about what happens after to these Germans. Yeah, definitely. Just just crazy, man. Uh, yeah, I just find it super interesting how they commit all these crimes and then once they come over here and they work for us it's like it never happened oh yeah literally literally it's just like you said it's a whitewash they like uh i guess one thing i forgot about rudolph too he worked on uh saturn 5 i think i said that earlier but yeah v2 rocket saturn 5 just a kind of your another warner von braun type character i would say yeah gotcha so he went from developing the v2 rocket killing everyone bombing england with the v2 rocket to getting us to the moon <laughs> and it's like hey you got us to the moon so who cares about yeah. anything you know what we forget all the rest yeah it, it was i guess the the sense of a uh, like nationality was so much bigger like our nation is like like 
Russia wanted to be number one. Germany wanted to be number one. We wanted to stay. We wanted to be number one. It's just like, it's pretty crazy. Right. Like that just blinds like all the other stuff behind it. We don't care. Like we, we want to get to the moon. Screw the Russians, you know, just whatever, whatever we can do to get there. We're going to do it. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about the moon race, which I did, we, we probably should have mentioned earlier. So getting to the moon was so important because of the cold war so this the cold war starts which is a whole nother subject mm-hmm. i'm sure everyone's familiar with it if you're not you got google but the whole the whole idea of getting to the moon was this space race so aside from the cold war of the u.s and the russians stacking these weapons against each other for this war that they think is like inevitable but it mm-hmm. never happens um they're also trying to beat each other and getting to space. And at first, Russia is crushing the U.S. Yeah, they get the first satellite up, right? They do. Uh-huh. They they also they also get uh, the first astronaut out into space first. Yeah. So the the U.S. is feeling pretty emasculated yeah. here. Russia's beating them. They're like, we can't have Russia beat us. We got to get to the moon first. So they bring in their Nazis. Yeah. They make NASA and they get to the moon first. I guess that's the next step. I guess if they beat you on a satellite and get someone up into space, I guess the moon is the only place to go. Right. So they just forever have this trophy that they beat Russia to the moon. Yeah. And I guess there's an argument to be made that Russia's beat us to space, though. There's arguments to be made that they innovated other things ahead of us. But Mm -hmm. um, I think ultimately the uh, military industrial complex and... The U.S. is stronger. Yeah, the the moon was definitely the piece de resistance for sure. <laughs> right, you know? right. Yeah, we, they planted their flag. Yeah. So, I think uh, I think we pretty much covered this subject here. Uh, you know, it's just amazing how these guys, you know, and we only covered a few, but there were six more than sixteen hundred scientists and technicians totally evaded any justice for any of the terrible atrocities and war crimes that they committed. Um, You know, terrible things that we don't want to describe here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they, they never suffered. um, A lot of the big names. Yeah. Yeah. There was no repercussions for what they did, you know, and not just them, but it's like, if you didn't become a part of operation paperclip, then uh, you know, you just went to South America and and hit, yeah, you just went to Argentina and and you just hit out there, and it's just like, it's amazing. It's so I and I guess this is one thing we could have delved in de- a little bit deeper, but at least that Arthur Rudolph guy I was talking about. I'm assuming it was God, probably dozens, but it, at least him himself, he just he renounced his citizenship and just left, and he wasn't persecuted. He just got to leave. So probably went to Argentina yeah, and hung pr- out probably. with his buddies. Probably. All like, right. You got to assume so. You know, there's a lot of theories that Hitler escaped there, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. I mean, who knows? Make your own opinion on it. You know, there's mm-hmm. there's a more convincible um, theory that um, Joseph Mengele, the angel of death, fled there. Yeah. Um, a little more uh, believable, the information there. But... Yeah, these guys, they they never faced any consequences for what they did. It's it's pretty disheartening. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty terrible when you think about it. 
Um, we listed a few guys here just because, hey, if they didn't um, face any consequences, at least we can smear a couple of Nazis' names, which they deserve it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, another guy uh, here, uh, notably, that we noted here was uh, Walter Schieber. Um, he starved concentration camp inmates in God. bizarre experiments and killed thousands while testing various poisonous chemicals. So you can imagine. Yeah, there's no sugarcoat in this, folks. Like, it's just... Yeah, you can imagine how many people died by him testing poisonous chemicals. Mm-hmm. However, the U.S. intelligence hired him. They're like, hey, man, this guy knows about poisonous chemicals. And he's gathered all this research in ways that we can't ethically do. So they hire him. And then he helps the U.S. develop sarin gas because we need sarin gas, apparently. That's not terrible. Uh, Moving on. Another guy, (laughs) Dr. Friedrich Hoffman, experimented on prisoners uh, and infected hundreds of Catholic priests. I mean, maybe deserved, but I don't know. That's still terrible. With malaria. God. he ends up in Britain as part of Operation Matchbox, which is like the British version of Paperclip, and develops synthetic poison gases in, what is this, Portant Down, their operation there. Um, then eventually he gets passed on to the Americans, and that's all we know about him. Just, it's pretty, t- it. It's, it's, yeah, it's in all these, these people, these last two you read off, they didn't face any consequences, correct? Zero. That's, it's just, it's crazy. I uh, was reading, I forget what article it was, but it was like if Warner Von Braun was prosecuted today, like, (laughs) like it would be, (laughs) yeah, it'd be totally different with what we know on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a lot different than back then. That's for sure. Definitely. We got one last uh, terrible Nazi to talk about. Um, and that's uh, Hubertus uh, Strughold. Probably probably butchering these names. But We're trying our best here. Yes. Yes. He used a concentration camp, and he used their inmates as human guinea pigs. And he not only that, not only the like concentration camp inmates, he also experimented on children from a mental asylum. If you think it couldn't get worse, there it goes right there. Right, right. All for medicine. Um, he's doing these terrible experiments, kills all these people, and then becomes a part of Operation Paperclip. Uh, and then he gets to work for NASA, because why not? Um, and he heads the Department of Space Medicine, because when they're trying to get to the moon, yeah. uh, medicine's kind of important. They don't know how the human body is going to react in this zero-grav um, environment, right? Kind yeah. of a big deal. No, I mean, no one has ever gone there before. I, I think people have probably seen like, I, I you've probably seen clips, Nick, of people coming back from uh, from space, and they're like all brittle, and they got to work out. Like they didn't right. know any of this back then. Like, yeah, you you get like a lower bone density for being up there. Yeah, and I guess he was kind of a pioneer. He was. Yeah, he was with terrible methods. Yes, he was the pioneer. Yes. Ob- Since he got to work for NASA and help them, uh, he became known as the father of space medicine because he got to the U.S. to the moon. And kind of sick, but 
since 1963, the Space Medicine Association handed out a award in his name. His name was on the award uh, given out to top physicians or scientists for their work in space medicine. So for years, it was actually for um, 50 years, they handed out this award. So in the U.S., they're like, hey, man, here, you did a great job in your science field. Let's give you this award with this Nazi's name on it. Yeah, his name's right on there. Right. And, And we just pretend like he's not a Nazi. And... It wasn't until 2013 that they finally retired that that uh, name because of multiple times of people telling them, hey, this guy's a Nazi. In 2006, it was brought to their attention that it was a Nazi. Uh, they looked into it, didn't uh, come to any conclusion. It was finally brought. Right, right. Yeah. It was brought to their attention again in 2012. And then finally in 2013, they're like, we better retire this. Yeah, only 10 years ago. Only 10 years ago, man. That's that's not that long ago. No, it's not. It's crazy. For 50 years, they're like, hey, this Nazi, here, you get the Nazi award. <laughs> yeah, he was a smart guy. You're a smart guy. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, no shade thrown at anyone who won those awards. They didn't have any no, control. Those, but yeah. those scientists, they were great scientists, helped but, us out. Yeah. We're only here to uh, talk about or throw shade on the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's, uh, I guess as we're starting to wrap up here, man, it was a very dark history yeah. of NASA. Yeah, sorry for the darker episode, y'all, but we can't really sugarcoat it. I find it interesting. Uh, it's Yeah, definitely interesting. This is how the CIA got its origin, bringing Nazis into yeah. the U.S., Yeah, whitewashing their history, all to fuel the, all for the Cold War. Yeah. This was all to fuel the Cold War. I want everyone to keep that in mind. I guess, and it's like the you know, the, patri- the patriotic, like strong U.S. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, I, I want to keep in mind the Cold War because the Cold War never happened. So they brought all these Nazis over here for a war that never yeah. happened. Because the Cold War, it's literally, it's basically just what decades of tension, of high tension and weirdness yes. and rivalry. As we got into with the space race, that basically a lot of this is. We want to be the best. Correct. So I would say that, you know, the argument then was made, we need to beat the Russians in this war. But in hindsight, the war never happened. So we can definitely say that this this was totally unnecessary. They could have tried and they should have tried all of these horrific Nazis for their war crimes. It's BS. It's a load of BS at the end of the day. I mean, I guess you could say... Some of the, I guess, medicine, uh, what is it, when something goes on, when it gets better, like the progression, I guess they've technically helped over time, but at, at what cost? At what cost of it? Uh, right. There was no justice. Where's the justice? Yeah, and you're, you're telling me there's nobody else that could have thought of these things? There was no other brilliant minds. We only had these Nazi science. They were the only smart people at the time. I don't know. I, I think, you know, even if it took longer to develop this, uh, without them, I think it would have been yeah. worth it, right? Like, like maybe the Russians big dick us on the space thing first, but it's like, <laughs> right? At least we don't crush our morals in the meantime, you know? Yes. Like, where's the morality? Where is the? Yeah, the age-old argument of the ends justify the means. Yeah. I. Yeah, I guess it. It's yeah, like it's a the irony. It's <laughs> it's comedy and also horrible, but right. It's interesting, man. 
Like, it's weird. Yeah. So, guys, uh, this is uh, what we have to say. The facts that we had to report about Operation Paperclip. You know, we hope you found this as interesting as us. Uh, like we said, uh, if there's more you want to know, um, we included all of our links uh, yeah. for you to reference. And, yeah. Yeah, it's been Jake. Yep, and Red. And uh, we, we're going to sign off, man. I hope you all have a good one. Yep. <laughs>